Welcome to the Growing in Grace podcast, where you can listen in on some casual conversation about the good news of Jesus without all of the inconsistent religious double talk. If you've ever struggled with feelings of hopelessness, guilt, and despair, or wondered if you're really right with God, it's time to discover the true freedom that comes with the gospel of unlimited and overflowing grace. Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, the Growing in Grace podcast, found weekly at growingingrace.org. Check out every single past podcast online there at growingingrace.org. They're all archived there. Have yourself a treat. (laughs) Just go and listen to, uh, just pick a random one over on the website, growingingrace.org. There's a smorgasbord of of old podcasts there. On the growingingrace.org website, click where it says Podcast Archives. They're not listed there by title. That would have just taken me way too long, but they're listed there by date. You can just go through, scroll all of them, and just find an old podcast to listen to and see what you find there. Uh, The Growing in Grace podcast. Joel, Joel, I I have an idea. Uh Uh, How many podcasts do we have now? Well, it's like way over, uh, way over eight hundred. Yeah, it's like close to 830 eight thirty something. Yeah, uh, so, over eight thirty. Uh, yeah, so t- get little small pieces of paper, write a number on them, like number one through eight hundred and forty or something like that. Put them in a box or a hat, <laughs> and then you can just draw one out. Pick a number, and, and this is like you know, casting lots. You know, in in the Old Testament or even in the first chapter of Acts. You know, they were casting lots. Who do we get to replace Judas? Because they didn't really have the spirit to lead him and guide him in the way that they would eventually. So, if you feel like you're not really being able to be led by the Spirit, uh, this is <laughs> kind of a backup plan. Just throw all the podcast numbers in a hat. And draw one out and, and hope that, you know, God will uh, you know, lead you in the right direction. You know, I always felt bad for people whose name was Lot. <laughs> and where they were telling everyone to cast lots. Anyway, there, there was only one that I knew of, right? Lot in the, uh, well, his name was Lot. But I don't think they ever cast him. His yes, wife? Uh, Lot, why don't you just park it over here, please? <laughs> in the lot. He, the, his, the rest is history. His wife was turned into salt, but. Um, anyway, yes. they, salt of the earth, the salt, <laughs> I think in her case, it was a little different, although she did <laughs> probably, yeah, fall out to the earth, but we're talking about things seldom heard in church. That's probably one right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we've already come up with a podcast already. <laughs> uh, sadly, but we'll, we'll get on to some more serious things now because we have to be serious. This is a serious podcast, man. Serious stuff, but we were talking. We were talking about something serious. We we're talking about the love of God last week, and some verses taken out of context in First John that will often scare people or make people worried if they're really saved or if the love of God is really in them. So go back and listen to last week's podcast and find out what we said there. But we ended up talking about how after everything that John had said in the epistle. What he's really talking about is getting to know the love of God. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. We've become new creations. We've become new. We've become one spirit with God. We've become partakers of the divine nature. I'm drawing upon other passages from the New Testament epistles, As he is, so are we in this world, and there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. 
So if, if you're living in fear, especially fear toward God, you know, if you're afraid of God, if you're afraid of losing your salvation, if you're afraid of not having the love of God in you, perfect love casts out fear because fear involves torment. And it's sad because there are so many believers who are living in this torment because of bad theology, because of things that they have been taught in church, things that they have heard in church that are opposed to the truth, to the good news of the gospel. Uh, But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. And John says, we love him because he first loved us. And I had read from that last week, earlier on in that chapter in 1 John 4, I I love what it says here. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us. 1 John 4, 9, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world that we might live through him. So you don't know God's love? I, I want to know God's love. Well, this is God's love. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us, that God has sent his only begotten Son into the world that we might live through him. And Paul had said something somewhat similar in Romans 5, but God demonstrates his own love toward us. So how do we know that God loves us? He demonstrates it toward us, and that while we were still sinners— While we were still sinners, Christ died for us, and much more than now, having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. He goes on to say some other really great things there in in Romans 5, but the point is that God's love has been demonstrated to us. He, He manifested it to us by sending Jesus for us. That's how he manifested his love to us, that we might live through him, and this is love. And Cap, I'll let you uh, talk more about this, how this goes different to what the the commandment to love. If, If we're under a commandment to love, what John says here goes against that. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. Yeah, and that kind of goes back to some things he said earlier in the letter, like we brought out last week. He's he's kind of reflecting on things that have, uh, in, to some great degree, already been mentioned. But th- look at the contrast here, though. And I, and I love how John said that in verse 9, that we might live through him. And so <laughs> here's love, not that we loved God. Now, they see, under the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant, the Jewish people were commanded do this or else. That's the way the Old Testament worked. That's the way that covenant worked under those com- that ministry of commandments. You do it or you suffer the consequences. The commandments had conditions attached to them. And even though they weren't on the stone tablets that God engraved, Jesus himself said one of the greatest commandments from the law was that you love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbor as yourself. Well, guess what? And this is what a lot of people don't realize. They're they're working toward that end, but nobody, not under the law and not since the law came to an end, nobody has ever done that. Not one person has ever accomplished that. If they had, then they they would have fulfilled the law within themselves. (laughs) Nobody (laughs) ever did that. Jesus fulfilled the law within us, something we talked about recently. So even John here is admitting He says, it's not that we love God. Well, that goes completely against what the law said to do. It's not that we love God, but that he loved us. When we come to that realization of his love for us and that his son was sent to be the the, uh, propitiation for our sins, that 
begins to change everything because now I can love God freely, not just because I have to, and I've said this before, if you have to love somebody, it's probably not the true definition of love. <laughs> and that's what right. people were sometimes trying to do under the old covenant. Uh, they were going to just try and talk themselves into following that command. I'm going to love you, God. Uh, you know, I'm not crazy about it, but I'm going to do the best <laughs> I can. Well, here, now that we realize his love for us, this perfect, uh, unconditional kind of love, it's just a natural reaction uh, or maybe supernatural to just want to love. When somebody loves you like that, once you begin to get it, it's just a natural response to love them back, to love God back in this case. And with that love now abiding within our hearts, that can carry over into loving others who are around us in a way that couldn't be done under the law of commandments. Yeah, I mean, I always use the example of, like, if I tell my wife, I love you, honey, and she says, well, that, and this wouldn't really happen, but she said, well, why do you love me? And I say, well, because I'm commanded to. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I only love you because I'm supposed to. You know, that's not love. That's That's not really love. But like you say, you get to know God's love for you. Well, it's... If you don't know God's love for you, like in the ways that we've been talking, and there's so much more, it's not only through the cross that God has shown his love to us. That's a, obviously a big thing in the, in the sending of his son and him um, having us live through him. That's wonderful. If we don't know God's love for us, it's impossible. I was going to say it's hard, but it's impossible then to love others with that love. You have to know God's love first. So, you know, get to understand, you know, what what your condition was before Christ. You were without God. You were classified as, as a sinner. You had sin. But even while you were still a sinner, Christ died for you. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And God demonstrates his love for us in that. And he has shown his love for us in, in these wonderful ways through sending Christ to be the propitiation for our sins. And, you know, this isn't love, us having to love God, but it's knowing his love and then turning around and being able to love others. So the love of God is a big thing that I think is missed out in the church. And probably even on this podcast, I would say, you know, we talk a lot about God's love and grace. We do. Uh, we probably focus more on grace, but it's it's all tied together. You know, it's all it's it's all it is really all tied together. It all goes together, uh, but just uh, you know, people question God's love for them. They wonder if God really loves them. Some people, if they can get a handle on grace, yes, okay, um, they have this understanding that yeah, I'm saved by grace through faith, and it's because God loves me. But we don't really um, focus as much on love as we probably should, because it's a big thing. Knowing God's love is so huge. And because of these things that we're we're told, you know, beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Well, you look at that and and you think, I don't, I don't love other people like I should. We'll get to know God's love. And as you get to know God's love, you will find a more natural flow uh, because the love of God does abide in you. But people have this hard time really gripping and grasping God's love. I think that's that's what I'm trying to get at. You feel like I've just sinned too much, or you feel like I've I've not loved other people enough. I'm just not doing enough. And you think that God doesn't love you. Well, he does. In this is love that he first loved you. So he loves you no matter what you do. 
get to know that love and then you can turn around and, and uh, reciprocate it. I used to think, I mean, I guess I thought I knew that God loved me and I just sort of felt like it was almost pointless to do sermons on God's love. Okay, I get it. God loved me. Now he's expecting me to do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how much can I make him love me now? Um, I don't know what was going through my mind at that time, but as John talks about these things, and as we mentioned briefly last week, uh, he would go on in chapter five to say, uh, this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Well, we know the commandments from the first covenant, the ones written on stone tablets, they were burdensome. They were described as burdensome by Paul and Peter. And so John is not in disagreement with them on that. He's just talking about different commandments from a different covenant. And it's based upon the love of God that, that abides in us. And so what we started out talking about with last week, when John is speaking of, of keeping commandments, he's not talking about the commandments written in stone. And by the way, those commandments written in stone, the Ten Commandments or any other part of the law that were written in stone, those are not what is written upon our hearts. And that's something maybe we can talk about next week because a lot of people just assume, oh, those are the commandments. God took them from the stone uh, tablets and, and put them on our hearts in this new and better covenant somehow. Well, those aren't the commandments written on your hearts. And thank goodness that they aren't. Thank God that they aren't. And we'll talk more about that next week right here on the Growing in Grace podcast. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski, heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. Access past programs by visiting growingingrace.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.